I woke up today and I thought, was it a dream? Was it a dream? Because we have to talk about last night. We have to talk about last night. Aston Villa fans, subscribe to our channel. Get on this journey with us. Hit a like. Let's have a big like target. Let's go a 1,000 likes and comment your thoughts in the comment section down below. Aston Villa 1, Manchester City 0. And I went to the game and I always do. I don't know what to say that, but... A bit apprehensive, not not the most confident. There was a lot of confident-ish Villa fans out there. I wasn't one of those. But what I saw for that game was the best Aston Villa performance result I have ever seen in my life. It was absolutely fantastic, majestic, sensational. It's a game that I will look back on for the rest of my life because it was just that standout game, standout moment, standout performance. And you got to ask yourself, why? why? Why was it that? Why, why was it so big for me to say that it's the best performance result that I've ever seen? And there's different factors that come into it. And different reasons, like I always say about different permutations for different teams. There's each game, there's something different on it. And number one, it's the it's the run we're on. So we went 14 games unbeaten at home, wins in a row, which is amazing. But added to that pressure, <clears throat> we hadn't played the best team in Europe. We hadn't played the treble winners. We hadn't played this Pep Guardiola team that are fantastic. So that has to be in there as well. Go back to what we've seen against Pep teams as well, or what we've seen at Villa Park before. We, okay, Gerard got that draw. God knows how. But the pummelings we'd had, the fives, the Aguero hat-tricks, the... Uh, Silver just toying with us. Kevin De Bruyne, we've seen Ilanacho just pop up off the bench and score and etc. We've seen those moments. So that for me is absolutely massive. But to be a pet team, you've got to be near enough perfect. You've got to be brilliant in, in your own right. And we were that. We were absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable. And from about the 12th minute, I thought, right, we got this. We got we we are on this and we are we are well in this game. Because I I didn't know whether they were going to have a lot of possession. I didn't know whether it was going to be one of those where we have to defend a little bit. But it was the complete opposite. Villa players stuck that chest out and said, let's go, let's go. You're on our turf, you're in our backyard. We'll tell you how we're going to play. We'll tell you how this game's going to go. We dictate the pace in here. And that is absolutely what we did. What we, they couldn't 
get anywhere near us at times. He went to that spell of possession on, I think it was about the 28th minute, where we're just popping it left, right, back to the defenders, back to the keeper, back to the right back, back into midfield. And we had a sustained amount of possession for about five minutes. And I just thought, wow. I just thought, this is this is something else this is. You know, to do it against that calibre of team is so, so impressive. And I couldn't be more proud. I couldn't be more proud. I go on various different news outlets, uh, different shows, get asked to speak about Villa. And I will always hold them in the high regard. I will always praise, praise, praise. And we know what we get from the media. We get that little... Really? What, what's what you're on about? Like, you're not that good. That was the moment. That was the standalone moment <clears throat> that we have needed to make these people wake up and realise what Aston Villa are, what we're all about, what we can do, who we can do it against. And it was just absolutely fantastic. What a not... The atmosphere, Villa fans, the atmosphere. You brought the atmosphere, which was... Again, just in incredible. My voice is gone, so if if I, I might struggle to do this at times, but um, yeah, it was just amazing. What a result! What a performance! What a goal! What what a manager! Masterclass, absolute masterclass in how to beat them, how to press against them, press them, just press them, and. They couldn't live with it. And I've got to say, some of the stuff I'm going to show you on this episode, you are not going to believe what you see. Because I got home last night and I'd uploaded the fan cam and then I started sort of having a quick look at some of the stats, some of the average positions, some of the passing out. And I was just like, what did we do to them? <laughs> like, what did we do to them? Um, so, yeah. Love it, love it, love it, Villa fans. Um, just what a just enjoy it, enjoy. Watch the highlights about six hundred times today. Watch Bailey's goal. Just tell everybody how good Aston Villa are because we deserve it. We should be doing it. And I wasn't going to do a debrief. I was going to go straight into the Arsenal preview and talk about the game on that, but I can't. I can't. I need to give us the airtime. I need to show you all properly on your own episode how good we were. So let's get into it. Normally, I like to show you the stills of the game and, and I like to show you sort of, um, you know, stills of the game. And then I'll show you sort of um, the stats. The stats are important here. We're going to go. We're going to go straight to the stats first. And this is partly what. You will not believe, right? Stick with me, right? Here we go. So, Aston Villa's XG against Manchester City, 2.04. Manchester City, 0.83. We could have just smashed and grabbed them. But there would always be that it was smash and grab. Do we sit with a low block? Did we do that? Did we this? Did we that? Like Wolves did. 
But we don't want to do that. We don't want to be that team. We all know that we are control, possession, expansive, create our philosophy on how we play. We'll get into that in a minute. <clears throat> possession, 46%, 54% to Man City. Pretty even. Pretty, pretty even. Next stat. Aston Villa, 22 shots against Manchester City. Manchester City shots, two. With two on target. Aston Villa, seven shots on target. Six off target. Man City, no shots off target. Block shots, nine for Aston Villa. And Man City, zero. We then go on to the shot map. I'll remind you that Aston Villa are in the light blue with a shot XG of 2.07 to Manchester City's 0.95. And you can see that Aston Villa peppered. Peppered inside the box. Peppered outside the box. That, that in itself should be plastered absolutely everywhere. Because it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. All those shots from inside the 18-yard box against Man City. The moment they've got Rodri, they've got Stone, Stones, they've got Akanji, they've got Diaz, they've got Walker. Rodri ain't going to stop all them. So, absolutely unbelievable when I saw this, when I saw this graphic. Staggering how good that was. There's another thing that's going to blow your mind. Stick with me in a minute. This is the shot uh, shot with XG by the minute. Again, Aston Villa in the light blue at the top. Man City are in. <laughs> Man City are in the dark blue at the bottom. And this, again, shows momentum of a game, shows pressure in a game, shows how we are dictating the play, how our play is creating chances. Fantastic. Unbelievable. And then this is the match dominance based on expected threat. A little bit more even because obviously they did have spells in possession as well. But, you know, look at those spikes there. Just love them. Fantastic. Numbers are upside down. Graphic was upside down. So I've rotated it for you so you can see the shape of our team. A little bit of criticism has come from the playing three centre-halves. Because basically results have, have said that when we play that, we don't do as well. Control. Remember what I said on the um, debrief or the match reaction against Bournemouth? When you're analysing Villa, analyse the level of control first before you get to any phase. Did Aston Villa have control? Did we have control against Manchester City? The answer is yes. So that shows to me already that the system was working. The system was working because look at the three at the back. It's designed to move Konsa a little bit more central, but become a right back. But to have the three at the back, the three at the back hold the shape and spread the width of the pitch. That's what ideally it should be doing, spreading the width of the pitch with those three. That then allows Kamara, Louise, Tielemans, McGinn to focus in their roles. Control at the back, 
focus on controlling midfield. And as you can see, if you were to say, what should the team look like? This is it. Okay? Three at the back. Kamara, not so much screening, not that deep. Playing in a double pivot. We know a double pivot, you can't play on the same line. You have to play on a separate line. It cannot be a straight line. It has to sit more like that. It has to rotate. So he's in that double pivot with Dougie Louise. You've got Luke Dean, who's got more width, who's gone into centre, who's gone into midfield, actively making up a winger role. Did go venture a little bit as well. And then you've got the two in front of that, and then the two in front of that. Bailey supporting the striker, but also going out on that right-hand side and offering width and causing chaos. Aston Villa's passing network, as you can see, looks like this. But what you can see from the passing network is look at how advanced Bubakar Kamara is. None of this screening is not at the inner defensive position there. His passing network starts in the Manchester City half. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven Aston Villa players are inside the Manchester City half with their passing network. You can see the, the, the shape of the team. There's networks with every single player, apart from Bailey and Watkins' combination, but that wasn't needed. So Torres, and what did I say? What did I say? Torres has to get the ball into, I picked Ramsey to start, has to get the ball into that player outside of Louise and look at Torres' passing network to John McGinn. Has to get that ball into that area, and it was crucial. He got the balls into Louise. Kamara was amazing in that pivot. Look at his network with Conta and Tielemans. Look at Digne to McGinn as well. Look at that network. And then you've also got a really dark, faint line. Not There weren't loads of them, but the Carlos to Watkins pass as well. And that was absolutely crucial. One of the best passing networks I have seen from Aston Villa this season. Why? Because there's triangles, there's space. It's showing me what we're trying to do and what we are doing. But there's also players that are inside the Man City half. You don't want players inside your own half. You want you want as less players inside your own half as possible because that shows me that you're too comfortable and your shape's not working. You need to be expansive and pushing further up that football pitch. And that's how you start dominating, dictating teams with a territorial advantage. When we're talking about players, you don't want them in your own half. You want them in the opposition half. Look what we did to Manchester City. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen this from a Man City team. Look at how there's only two players in the Villa half average position. And that shows how much Villa are pushing Man City further, further backwards. And we were just fantastic, man. I mean, it shows how we were saying that We've got a Kanji and Stones going into central midfield. And then you've got that front five. They couldn't live with us. Absolutely could not live with us. They're passing network again. Compare that one. Yeah. Aston Villa's expansive passing network to Manchester City's passing network. You can just tell there's a team that's night and day that's 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 going to win this game. And, and it's Aston Villa. You know, there's no, there's no look, there's no fluke, there's no, there's no nothing about this result. 
And that's why at the start I was saying it's so important and it was so good because we deserve to win. The better team was Aston Villa. Pep said the better team was Aston Villa. And that's incredible. What 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 a job this team have done. What a job Emery's done. And what a job the fans have done because we believe in this team. We believe in this team. Like we we believe we're a good team. And we have to enjoy it and we have to embrace it and we have to we just believe we can achieve anything. Not okay, we have this one game at a time. One game at a time, we got asked. Like, just think that's not our job. That's not our job to look at it like that. We're football fans. Our job is to enjoy it. Emery's job is to take it one game at a time. The player's job is to take it one game at a time. Enjoy it. So let's go to the stills and the still images of the game. And this happened in the first couple of minutes, and you started to think. Hold on, hold on a minute. We 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 can we can do something here. We can hurt him. And Bailey was just sublime. We are going to do player ratings at the end as well. But this was fantastic. You know, he forced the save off Edison. His, his pace was just there. He was there all game. And then we've got the Pau Torres curler, worldy save, absolute worldy save. We had Haaland's chance, and it was a great save from Martinez. The header was a great save as well. And then that was it. That was Man City done and dusted on the attack all game. But here's something that I want to talk about in this episode, especially. Is the hunger and the desire of the players to press and engage and get further up that pitch and stick it on them. Look at this. We've got... Pau Torres, look how advanced. Look how advanced. Pau Torres is stepping up in his own half. Unbelievable. And then a player gets the ball for Man City. And we are like a swarm of bees. One, two, three, four, five. Five players. Swarming that ball. Look how high Dougie Louise is. Absolutely incredible. Just just loved it. Absolutely loved the commitment. Again, look at this one here now. We've got John McGinn must be turning stones. And there's space. And then Watkins on your bike, son. Look at that. Freedom of Villa Park to run into. Stuck his butt out and rolled him. His strength. We're saying he's walking home. You know what McGinn's going to do. Opposition managers know what McGinn is going to do. But he's that strong. They can't do anything. They can't do anything. Because you get tight to him and he'll roll you. And he's away. And he's superb. Super, superb. And then we've got a long Raking pass. What did I speak about? I told you the ball's into the two outside of the double pivot. The ball into Tielemans from a, from Carlos or Pau. And a nice little flick from Tielemans. His little flick to, uh, from Tielemans. 
to Bailey. Bailey's starting position is just above the halfway line. And look at this. One wants to go, two wants to go. So already we're getting to a 3v4 here. With the ball at his feet here, from Leon Bailey to score from here, that is world class. It's work. It's world class to score from there against this team, but he gets he gets to this area. So at this area, you're thinking you've got to pass it down there. But what he's done is he's his movement and his little flick, his little Cruyff turn or his little drag, whatever you want to call it, has killed this player here. And by doing that, he takes that touch and he smacks it and he scores. And it's a it's an unbelievable goal. Do we deserve a bit of luck? How many of them things this season have hit that post and just ricocheted to the keeper's hands? Or someone did it against us and it's gone in, it's deflected and gone in. We deserve one of them. And that finish for me. Is just quality. And then this, if this little curler had gone in into that corner, I don't know, Villa fans, but I'm, I'm buzzing about that performance. I thought it was sensational. But I wanted to show you some of the heat maps as well. I think it's important that we have some context on heat maps. So here you've got the average positions, and then we'll click on Bubakar Kamara's average position. And you know, you're looking at sort of where number threes, you can see where number threes and number four. So he's been heavy in that area. You know, now watch the heat map. But look how it, look how the heat map gets more darker the further up the pitch he goes as well. And that shows that the press and the commitment and the and the challenges were there from Kamara. We'll click on Dougie Louise, who look at this one. Absolutely. Everywhere, every blade of grass. John McGinn, fantastic. We'll go Luke Dean. Look how advanced he is. Look how advanced he's getting. Tielemans, Bailey, Watkins, Carlos, Pau, Consa, Martinez. Un un unreal. Absolutely unbelievable. And then finally, Finally, one of the big things for me was this. How we didn't sit off. We went boom, 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 boom. And we stepped up and we pressed. How many times was Kamara in this role, nicking the ball, driving forward? Just un unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And... I'm so happy. I'm so, so happy, like you all are at home watching. Uh, make sure you do it, subscribe, hit a like. But we're going to do player ratings, and then what that'll do is I'll just jog my memory now, and then I can just pick up anything that I've missed up on. Emmy Martinez, two world-class saves, 10 out of 10. Distribution, very, very good. Knew when to go down and waste a bit of time from time to time. 
Carlos, 10. I think he's gone home, gone to the changing rooms, uh, probably got home, woke up this morning, and he's probably got to go in today for a bit of recovery. He's probably thought, you know, I'll put the same jogging bottoms on as yesterday. Goes to get his hands in his pocket, gets his keys, gets his phone. Oh, Harlan, what are you doing in here still? <laughs> Holland, mate, get out of his pocket. Time to go home, lad. Concert. Fan, you know, so good. But what I was saying, not just the right back. He's playing centrally as well. And that's the perfect position for him. Luca Dean, so advanced, so direct. Gets the ball, head up, forward, forward, forward. No backwards passing. Drive, drive, drive. 10 out of 10. Pau Torres. One time in that in that first second half, when under a bit of pressure, and he just steps in front of his player calmly, chests it, plays it. <sighs> you know what I'm doing? I'm watching the game again today. I'm going to watch the game again. I'm going to watch the game again. Kamara, ten out of ten, um, covered every blade of grass, played that role perfectly, unbelievable. Dougie Louise, it's Dougie Louise, it's 10 out of 10. He's just unbelievable. Leon Bailey, incredible. Sock down Bailey. That's the best Bailey we've ever seen. But what I would like to note is that look who comes on. Ramsey, Moreno, Diaby. All those players could play. They are that good to play. We've had our crisis. Some of our players are back now, pushing each other. And Bailey, for me, was absolutely world-class. World, the ball was stuck to his foot. Stuck to his foot. And the confidence was there to just drive, to just play, to just be free, be expressive, enjoy it. Every player for Villa looked like they were enjoying it. And football, isn't it? if you enjoy it, it's an easy game. Begin, 10 out of 10. Tenemans, 10 out of 10. Watkins, 10 out of 10. Willing Runner. Ramsey, 10. Diaby, 10. Duran, 10. Moreno, 10. Doesn't matter whether you play five minutes, two minutes, one minute. You have a role to play. Duran came on, chested it down in midfield, played it back to power. For me, that's just as good as somebody doing something who's played for 90 minutes because that little chest down and that little pass back to Pau, decision-making at the right time, he could have chested it, ran into the corner or passed it to sort of Ramsey and lost the ball, but he, he calmly passed it back to Pau and it gave us time and it gave us time to just get our rhythm going again and that was in the last couple of minutes and I thought, you know what? That's class. You know, something so minute like that. And even when, you know, we've had, they had that little bit of a spell. You just, you just knew we were going to ride it out. You just knew that we were going to defend and play well. And absolutely fantastic. I, I just thought we were brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And yeah, it's, it's, it's one of them where, I kind, I kind of feel like a bit emotional about that game. Um, 
because it's just a it's just a big moment, and I think I think we know that the the um, the magnitude of, of of what's just happened because it. I've spoke about this a couple of times, and, and I think regular viewers will remember me saying this that good teams have moments in seasons. And things happen in seasons where teams remember and it gives them that confidence and galvanises them. You can have moments of, for me, Bournemouth away last wasn't one of those moments, okay? I don't think that was one of those moments. It was a good moment. It was one where, it was one where we did well to get the point. Another moment was Spurs sitting in beating Spurs when we played poor in the first half. And then second half, we were loads better and we won away from home. That was a moment that showed me we can go to any big team and implement our style. Okay, Bournemouth, we're not going to win every week. We're not that team. We're, we're, not, we're not the finished article, are we? So there will be those little ones in there. But this was another one because... A big team came to Villa Park, the best team <coughs> in European football, and we dismantled them. We showed we can play our style against the best team in Europe, and that is absolutely massive. When Leicester won the league, they had those types of moments. One of their moments, and I'm not saying we're going to win the league, but I'm just trying to use an example of moments one of those moments was when they beat Villa. Villa were up, Villa were winning, and they came back and beat us. And that's a big moment in their season when they won the league. And you will have those moments that give the team so much belief and confidence. And that's what it's all about. We've took 2023 form, well, last season, into 2023, and we've done it. And there was big games in there. That were the were the moments, but we've got to keep it going for this season as well. And when we talk now about any team coming to Aston Villa, nobody can say that you can't feel confident and we're not going to perform. We've seen what we can do. We can beat anybody. We can play like that against any team now. And it's absolutely massive. And yes, the players will have to be grounded. The players will have to sort of switch their focus onto Arsenal. But we don't have to yet. I'm not doing that yet. I'll switch my focus tomorrow when the match preview's out. But for now, fans can enjoy where we are and what we're doing and just enjoy it because we're the, we're the ones that can in, that, that can sort of have a beer and enjoy the result and enjoy where we are, etc. because we're not the ones playing. And it's down to Emery to sort of keep the players grounded. But fans, just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. I'm just going to finish off by making you enjoy it just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. So we are at December, December 7th. So December 7th. We've played 15 games. So we're 15 games into our season. It's December 7th. And just going to put this on. Just going to put this on for you now. 
December December 7th, 15 games played. We've got 32 points, two points above Man City, two points above Man City on December 7th, two points behind Liverpool, four behind Arsenal, home form, seven games played, seven games won, plus 19. Absolutely incredible. Get in there, Villa fans! Up the Villa!